Ladies and gentlemen, episode seven, Wrestling Journal Podcast, brought to you by WrestleBuzz. Uh, we're fully active on Twitter now, so Wrestle at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. Uh, it is I, Joseph Crush, remotely side alongside of uh, we got NJ three Nick Jersey. What's going on, buddy? Trouble, 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 trouble. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> he's coming back. Don't I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, Nicky Noodles, how's it going, buddy? What's up, Joey? What's up, boys? A little more calm this week. No, uh, no pipe bomb this week. No, nah, I'm sorry. Lay, lay low, but don't worry. They're on the horizon anytime fucking someone fumbles the ball. <laughs> See? And I love that about you because you know what? They come at any time, and they're going to come fierce. Yes. And uh, no bad news from bad news this week, but just good news that we're all here and we're all living, right? Of course. Amen. How's it going, Tom? Everything good? Yeah, it's going good. How about it's everyone good. else? Everyone's good. Today. All good. All homie. good. We're living, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. One day at a time. Amen. Uh, boys, we know Matt Riddle is making his debut on SmackDown sometime in the near future. We got a couple promos throughout the week. Uh, apparently, Kurt Angle was offered to be his manager on SmackDown, and he turned down the job. Uh, he says it wasn't the right time. Um, he would love the opportunity at some point, but just right now, isn't he wasn't feeling it, apparently. Um, Jersey, what are your – would you have liked that if that would take place? Is that something you would be a fan of? I, I mean, personally, I don't think Riddle needs anybody, but uh, just wanted your take on that. Yeah, right. So that, that, that's kind of like I was a good lead into that. I don't yeah. think he needs a mouthpiece. I don't think he needs someone to bring out his personality. I think he literally, like, is just gleaming with personality and, and character. Um, I think Kurt, Kurt Angle is great. But I think one thing about Kurt Angle that I've noticed in his more recent run with WWE is that he's been a little bit ah eh, on the mic, right? I don't know if he – has that same ferocity like he did back in the day, you know, with the whole milk thing and the thing with Stone Cold and, you know, everything that he did back then. I feel like his personality kind of, you know, kind of turned down a couple notches, to be honest. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but, um, you know, I mispronouncing of people's names, not having like that kind of passion behind it. I was watching a recent thing on the network when um, he sent Bailey to um, anger management, but like the way he did it, I just didn't, it just felt like, Ah, like I didn't feel it. So like, I don't want someone behind Riddle. That's not going to give him that umph. I think being offered to kind of work more, I think is great. I think he's back in the fold a little bit now, but um, I'm actually okay with him not being the, his manager. Yeah, I actually agree. I, I mean, I didn't even think about that. His delivery is just like lost. So like the commit, the GM of raw was like, it was, he, I think he didn't do that bad of a job, but like, I know he, he's been through some shit in his past with like pain pills and stuff like that. But, like, he's, I feel like veterans of, like, WWE come back and can't say WWE properly. It's, like, WWE. Like, that, and just, like, I, don't, I hate to, like, make fun of him, but, like, and it may be due to, like, whatever he went through in the past, but, like, I, you're right. Totally right. The, the, his delivery isn't there anymore for a promo. He, and I don't, like, as a mouthpiece for Riddle, it makes sense, like, their background, like, in wrestling and, like, actual sport. That makes sense, but that's about it. I didn't see any uh, – any... I think that's right where the connection ends, right? He's not yeah. – I get Heyman, Lesnar, yeah. Angle, Riddle. I, I, I get the connection, the correlation, but it just – he's not Heyman. No. And don't try to make him. If you're going to back somebody that you think may need something, like a little help on, on the main roster, then you got to do it with someone that's legit. Dude, um, Stallion Riddle, man, he don't need nobody. Nah, Bring him on. Yeah. Noodles, <laughs> what do you, what's your take? Oh, like I said, I mean, um, with Angle – I don't think it could hurt Riddle in any really way, but I kind of agree with Jersey. Actually, I agree with Jersey with the whole way that I don't think Riddle needs it. He's created his whole character on his own, and I want him to develop in his own way. I don't think he needs help or have to be put in an awkward spot because you got to throw Angle into the mix. Yeah. Now, life has kind of kicked Kurt Angle in the ass quite a bit over the last few years, you know, with injuries and some personal issues that he's had to overcome. And it, you guys are absolutely right when, you know, he is out there. It does seem like he kind of just kind of goes through the motions. It's kind of like a free check for him at this point because he doesn't really have much else going on. Yeah. And it's kind of like just kind of stick in the back and, and do your thing. And when the time is right and you get your shit together, maybe you can come aboard and set something up down the line. But let the bro roll. There you go. Let the bro roll. Tommy, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, Riddle definitely doesn't need anyone. The guy got his personality coming out of his ass, basically. Yeah. I mean, just – I mean, I mean Ain't just – the truth. It, I mean, just his intro when he kicks off his sandals. I mean, everyone flips out with that and everything. Yeah. Uh, with Angle, I totally agree with all you guys. It's definitely something off. I think maybe we're used to seeing him back in the day, you know, in 2000s, when I think wrestlers were able to do their own stuff. Now maybe they're handed, you know, 
written promos already. Maybe he just doesn't feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Type of thing. So I think that has something to do with it. And he's older, obviously. He's not going to have the same, you know, well, like energy, I guess you want to say, when doing the promo. But you're absolutely right. Guys who come back cannot say WWE for some reason. Even Vince, even Vince can't. Yeah, say even it Vince can't say it anymore. It's, it's crazy. Oh so, yeah, it's, it's just well, because he wants to say WWF. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But he, he so, lost that one. He lost. Get the F. He doesn't get the F out. He doesn't lose many battles, but he lost that one. Yeah, the, those damn pandas. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. But like I said, Riddle doesn't need him. I mean, it would have been cool to see, but uh, you know, give give Angle to someone that doesn't talk. You know, I mean, look at all the guys that have had managers through the years. Undertaker never really talked. Had Paul Bearer. Yeah. Lesnar has Heyman. Obviously, Lesnar doesn't talk the, at the best, all. Maybe. The best ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, if you see when he, he's going to show up. No, absolutely. And we said it last week when we were talking about the initial uh, announcement of him coming to SmackDown. The guy's ceiling is like, it's never ending, right? I think he has, he's an epitome of what WWE should be looking at as a main player going forward. He has it all. And I mean, he could, I mean, everyone could work on something, right? But like, he's just like, I, ever, ever since he came to NXT, I felt his, like, I just felt it for him. And I don't think he needs anything. So, no. like I said, I mean, I'm, maybe it's a good call by Kurt. Maybe that was one of the reasons why he's like, maybe this kid doesn't need me with him. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to ruin anything like something like perfect like that. Um, Seth Rollins has been hinting at uh, possibly having a fourth member join him and the other disciples. Uh, his current – What's up? No longer a nice faction. Yeah. So <laughs> there, this current feud with Ray, which has been pretty interesting, um, it, it's, some may say it's leading towards uh, a recruitment for his son, Dominic. Uh, we saw last, this week on Raw that – Dominic came into the promo that Ray was cutting and he hinted at an eye for an eye with Seth. Um, I mean, is there a cryptic meaning behind that? We have no idea. Noodles, uh, are you a fan? If that, if this does happen, uh, we don't know Dominic's capability in the ring. Would you be opposed to this? Are you for this? And if not, would you, who else would you want to join the Monday night Messiah? Well, I'll tell you, it'd be quite the rub to be your first introduction into professional wrestling joining yeah. a so stable like that. I mean, my goodness gracious. So, I mean, they, they clearly know more about him than any of us do. So if mm -hmm. they feel that confident for his first go-around to be involved in something with Rollins and, and his faction there uh, would be quite impressive. So actually kind of for it, it would be nice to see someone's debut go right, right to the forefront of the main players, kind of like when KO came back, you know, when, when came into WWE, went right, right to Cena, went right to the top. So yeah. I think it could only benefit him, and who better to learn from than, than that group right now? I agree. Uh, Tommy, what do you got, bud? Yeah, I mean, definitely it would be very cool to see, you know, like, he, you know, see the power of the Messiah, like he could turn his enemies, kids against him type of thing, you know. Yeah. It would be pretty cool to see. But like we said, we had never seen him in the ring so far, at least, you know, I don't think any of us have really seen what he can do in the ring. But if he adds him and he gets better, like you said, no one better to learn from than those guys. So be curious to see what they're going to do with him if it happens. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, like, I think that the, the extent of what we saw is him taking a fucking German suplex bump from Lesnar when he came around. Yeah. Um, I not anybody. To, to be fair, though, yeah, no, to be fair, it didn't look that bad when he got it. So, uh, uh, Nick Jersey, NJ3, what do you got, buddy? Um, you know, it's really funny, right? A lot of these second, third generation stars that come from previous, you know, family members within wrestling, they usually yeah. come out as, like, a heel, right? I mean, I assume a face, for their first debut, right? Um, you know, Randy Orton and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. It would be really cool to see Dominic coming from a very majority face character throughout his whole run come out as a heel, yeah. right? Like, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of a cool thing to do because that doesn't happen often. It's like, oh, here's a legacy, you know, The Rock, you know, boot out of the building and, and, mm -hmm. and all these people that have kind of come before have always been given that face because, oh, my family's in wrestling. But you know what? Come out as a heel. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of something cool. So I kind of I kind of like that little that little avenue. They possibly could be going out if they're teasing that. And what way to get a better rub than against arguably the most famous masked luchador of all time, hey. Ray Mysterio? Mm. Maybe maybe he retires his dad down the line. I mean, well, listen, what kind what kind of cool thing would be able to wrestle your dad? Yeah, it'd be amazing. I think that's where they're kind of getting this. Like the people are getting this from. Like Ray's apparently on it or supposedly on his way out now so like why not leave and then bring your son up like and put him over and, and everything like that um they had brought this up on backstage on tuesday i'm not sure if you guys like caught it but on fs1 on fs1 yeah <laughs> what time <laughs> 11 p.m fs1 tuesday nights um 
But I'll set my DVR. They had brought up uh, this topic, and Booker actually made some like questioning comments, like he needs to like tighten up and get rid of that baby fat. Like he was actually making like physical comments on him. I was like, he ain't wrong because I mean, I don't think he has really has much of a physique to go with right now, and not you need to be in great shape. But it looks like he still has like baby fat on him, and like he still has that like kid look to him so i don't even know if, if even if they brought him on to be a part of the faction would they even immediately have him get in the ring and like wrestle right away i think he i mean we don't know what he's been training i know he's been training but we don't know what he's able to do um and how far along he is do you know so, how old he is joey 21 um, 21 yeah, he, is a, he is a baby though i mean yeah he's a child so like and yeah. you think usually when you're that young even though your dad is one of the greatest of all time that you would still need to go through like some sort of training facility in a sense where you get the tv like experience and stuff like that like through nxt so i'm interested to see if they do go with it and where they go with it um i mean i'm intrigued though it's it's definitely something cool like you said ray's like to bring a son in as a heel ray i think he was a heel for like months in wcw and that was it yeah, I don't even remember. Like, much. He wasn't like two Hoovy Juice. It was like a Hoovy Juice. <laughs> I think they were boys. It was like it was like Dude, I uh, love Hoovy Two Guerrero. That guy was <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. good. Sick. Do you remember? They were all good. Those guys. Yeah, they were. It was like the tail end of WCW. It was like Ray, Disco Inferno, Conan. Like what were they called? The Dirt. Um, Alex Wright. Alex. No, it was like uh, <laughs> they had like a uh, a name. What the fuck was their name? It was like a, a little faction they had. And like Billy Kidman oh, was in it. I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I forget what oh, it was. Shit. It's when Ray didn't wear a mask, though, and they had like some chick alongside of them too. Yeah, I should have watched well, WCW. Was it memorable enough? Clearly not. It's just it's been a long time. I really that's more the issue. <laughs> yeah, oh, listen, I I'll, I'll spit facts anytime about WCW, but I don't remember that one too much. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the Wednesday nights here. Uh, FTR, Wednesday night wars. Wednesday night wars, quote unquote. FTR. Uh, yeah. Real quick, sorry. They were called the Filthy Animals. Filthy Animals. Yeah. Oh, Thomas. Good work, Thomas. Yeah. Good work, Thomas. Yeah, that, that guy can yeah. over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guy's a fucking renaissance man. Bad news, <laughs> that guy, everything. Uh, Wednesday night's FTR made their, I guess their official, not official debut, but their, I don't know what you want to call it, coming out party on uh, on Dynamite. They had their little interview with Tony Schiavone. Where, do you know where that interview took place, anybody? Jaguars facility. Jaguars. Okay, fair enough. It looked like a nice house. I just couldn't tell. Um, yeah. Cut a decent promo with him in the interview. Uh, came off kind of straight shooting it. Um, Tom, any did you did you catch it? Any initial thoughts on on their presence and their start off there? I didn't catch it, but from what you guys are saying, it just sounds like they're just basically. It sounds like they're just ready to go. I believe. It's, yeah. It sounds like and everything. They just they want to get back to wrestling. And you said, like, they're going against the Blade and the Butcher, their first feud and everything. Yeah. So, I think they just want to show, hey, we can we can be so much better than when we were being used in WWE. So, here's to see where they go with it. But I hope they do good. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Jersey, I believe you did see it. Uh, yeah. You want to give your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they, they, were, they were talking, right? And they were pretty much saying, like, that AEW has the best tag team uh, division in wrestling, right? That was like a, that was a big thing. And now that now that they're there, <laughs> now they can print out that they actually have the best tag team division mm. in wrestling. Um, you know, and they were like, oh, you know, who are you looking to kind of, you know, what do you think? Like, what are you trying to get? Like, who do you want to get involved with? And they were talking about um, Ortiz and uh, Santana, I think it is, from yeah. uh, the Inner Circle. Mm -hmm. They were mentioning um, a couple of the tag teams, but they did shy away from mentioning the Young Bucks. Of course. So I think it's like they're going to almost like play that like they're not going to come out as heels. They're not going to come out as faces. They're just going to show up and they're just going to kind of, I guess, let it be organic, which is kind of I do like that a little bit. Right. And yeah. then towards the end of the segment, um, Tony Schiavone is like, so what does FTR stand for? And he was like, you know, they're like, look, it, it, it's, it doesn't have to mean one thing. It could mean multiple things. It could be mm -hmm. for the revolt. It could be um, he's like, oh, does it mean fuck the revival? Yeah. And they bleeped out both words. Right. They bleeped out fucked and they bleeped out revival. So that was yeah. kind of funny. Um, so that was kind of, that was cool. And then you saw Butcher and the Blade kind of come down at the Jaguars facility and kind of, you know, start getting in their face a little bit. And then, um, I, I forget their new names now, how they're kind of going, Cash, but, um, Cash Wheeler. And he's, he's, yeah. So I think it was Hardwood. Cash who it was drinking a little bit of water <laughs> and threw a bottle at them to kind of like, you know, get a little spiced up a little bit for their, yeah. um, encounter next week on AEW Dynamite. What time, what channel? Uh, that would be on TNT at 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights. 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 8, you know. Hey, listen, Noodles, you laughing over there. We got to keep the lights on. 
It's no, I, I, I agree. I agree. But you got to make sure the checks come in. You know. Let me let me know when the when the uh, the checks come in from TNT. All right. Hey, listen, they're, they're coming to my house. So <laughs> Theodore Turner sends them weekly. So uh, noodles. I know we know your opinion on AEW. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if you didn't watch it. Did you happen to catch anything? I I did catch it. I did okay. catch it, and and I thought it was a nice little intro. Um, it was a good little forecasting for a build up for what you know what could be happening in the tag team world of wrestling over there at AEW. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I like how they're leaving their, their name up for interpretation for who they might forecast themselves into who they want to become. And you can draw your own conclusions as time evolves for what they're going to accomplish. That's fair. It's a fair statement. I like that way, way to be uh, nice little, little bit I'm all about the brand, bro. I'm all about the brand. That's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Yeah. So, I mean, just watching the segment, um, I'm, they came off like cocky, obviously. I think, Jersey you said it like they're they're not really portraying or fair you you were Tom said they're not really portraying if they're babies or heels yet. So uh, I think they're gonna go towards the line of being a heel tag team. Um but yeah, I think this the slow burn for the young bucks is what we've been waiting for and like everything going on between them two is like th- this is like the big one that we got out of the whole AEW thing. It's like we finally get to see Young Bucks and, and the revival or the revolt or whoever whatever you want to call them. Um, you're the revolution right now revolution. That's, what they're, that, that's what they're going yeah. with so uh and then i even saw jr tweet out uh he was wearing a mask he's like i'm following the rules and then cash or dax tweeted at him yeah ftr follow the rules like they're changing it at all, at all times um yeah i'm excited i mean like the eventual uh outcome of that like them two going at it I, i'm just that's what i'm waiting for uh so yeah i'm excited for them going forward <clears throat> What's your favorite one, Joe? What's your favorite FTR that you've seen so far? Um, I don't know. Fuck the Revival was always a good one. It came from yeah. the, the being the elite yeah. thing. And the, I mean, I saw one that said "fuck the rest," which was pretty cool fuck too. The I rest, thought it was yeah. pr- pretty powerful. Yeah. Or "fuck the Revolution." I mean, they'll never uh, be able to say it on TV, but no, but it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. right. it's like yeah. LFTM, you know, when Pete Alonso. I think <laughs> yeah. I think fear the I think fear the uh, the rev, um, for the revolution is pretty good because isn't that the whole point of AEW? Yeah. Right? They're gonna yeah. be yeah, a new revolution. Fair, yeah. And since they're old school tag team, I kind of feel like it kind of coincides good. But uh, Nick, I like your whole thing, right? Like they're they're not kind of saying what they are because they're gonna let it organically happen. So Absolutely. I think you said it well. And I think it's ironic that they they just appeared on the uh, Jim Cornette podcast, and Jim Cornette is a known hater of all that flip, all that flippy shit. <laughs> JC is a tough critic, man. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're known to be huge Jim Cornette guys. So I guess if they can ride with that, if they could somehow, I don't, it would never happen. If they could somehow get Cornette in AW and then have manage him, <laughs> yeah. dude, holy shit! What I what I fucking watch every Wednesday. Um, yeah, sticking with Wednesday nights. Uh, I'm I'm surprised. I should have brought this up in the beginning of the show. NXT, Drake Maverick. What a story, boys, huh? I think it started. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but we once we started the pod again, that it was like that was like our big thing going with it, right? Drake Mag was always like a topic of discussion. Um, we've been basically following the story ever since he got released or quote unquote released. We don't even really know. Uh, loses the finals in the cruiserweight match, isn't the interim champion, but receives a new contract for NXT. Um, Jersey, I mean, we we don't know. Like, I tr- I list, tried to listen to as much. Triple H had a conference call on uh, the other day. I'm not sure Wednesday, maybe. And it was asked to him like what the deal was with the contract, and he kind of really avoided everything. Um, there, there's been some backlash from like Leo Rush, like complaining, like, is everyone gonna gonna get a contract now that was released? So like, obviously, there's gonna be some negativity towards it. I know, I can think, I can speak for all four of us that we're super happy for him. Uh, the guy's over right now, even without a crowd. He, the 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 return he's getting on social media has been phenomenal. Um, what do you what do you see? Like, what do you like out of this whole? Did you or did you not like the way they brought real life into the storyline, Jers? I mean, think about it. Right when when that all came out, when the producers, you know, some male and female talent had to get released. Who kind of had the most support and sympathy? Like who really like was real and authentic when it happened? And it was kind of him, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, he's the one who kind of got that support from the people from not only in WWE, but others that have been released. And I'm sure if we look really through it, probably others in other um, companies. So I think that they kind of just capitalize on a moment, right? I mean, and isn't that the whole point of what they're trying to do with social media, kind of up the moment and, and bring a little bit more real life into it? I think he was let go right? He was let go. Yeah. And then I think they're like, you know what? We could use a talent. 
maybe he's down, maybe just kind of it, it worked together to bring him into the cruiserweight um, interim classic that they were, were kind of doing. Um, I think it's pretty good, man. Like, I did enjoy his ride. I thought it was good. I think the Phantasma match wasn't as good um, because I think, you know, Phantasma's a bigger wrestler. So, like, with him being a, such a smaller guy, it just yeah. I, didn't feel like, I didn't feel like the chemistry was really good with the two of them. But that A little be, limited, right? <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, yes and no. Like, Phantasma's yeah. good, but I just – I didn't feel – I didn't feel it, right? Like, I, sometimes when you watch, you can feel – I didn't feel the chemistry with those two. Yeah. But I did – I did – I was – I cared a lot because I wanted to know what was going on. The um, And at the end when he was leaving, right, did any of us really think that he was going to get a contract? It was very Cedric Alexander-esque around the, you know, the yeah. Cruiseway Classic and Mia yeah. Yim. Or when they said, you know, sign Mia when she lost the the, the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. I only wish, like, Triple H's music would have hit to, like, really emphasize the moment, right? I know mm-hmm. they didn't want to draw attention away from Drake, but I thought, like, him coming out quietly, like, I didn't get it at first, but I think if, like, his music would have hit, you know, maybe you could have kind of caught him off guard a little bit more and kind of had that little shock factor. But again, I, I'm sometimes I'm nitpicky at moments. I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he's in NXT. He deserves to be down there. Um... He's good on the mic, man. I mean, he, he, he did some good work in TNA. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do from here. But listen, whether it's a sympathy contract or whatever it may be, I'm, I'm for it. I like the guy. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, uh, no matter how, how it was played out, whether they used his real-life story as a storyline, um, isn't that what, like, pro wrestling, like, it, like it's, a, it's a good thing. Like, if it's a feel good story. Why did like, if people are trying to find ways to complain, like, Oh, they it's fucked up. They used as like his real life story as a storyline. Uh, the guy was, re- I mean, he, it's I'm pretty like, we're almost confident that he was actually released. And like the fact that they, right off the bat, they already said he was going to finish off the, the classic. I mean, uh, the cruiserweight tournament, it was interesting. So, I mean, there was definitely some thought there, but uh, I'm definitely excited for him. Um, noodles. Any, uh, any other takes? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big Drake fan. I mean, and what's what's more powerful than real, raw, genuine um, emotions? You know what I mean? Like yeah. he showed his genuine human side. You know, like you feel that, right? It's a relatability to everyday human beings that can something that you're passionate about, something that you love, and he's fighting for it. He wanted it, and you know whether they capitalize on on something like that or not, who cares? All that matters is that you have a relation relatability to a character and what someone was really going through, and that raw, real emotion makes you feel good about something and, and good for him. No, absolutely. Tommy, good news this week. <laughs> yeah. No, happy he's back. I mean, like you said, it, I think it added a lot more juice to this tournament to see, oh, hey, absolutely. are they going to bring him back, you know, and everything. And like you said, real world things they bring in. I mean, look what they did years ago with the whole Edge, Matt Hardy leader thing. I mean, that was one of the craziest things going on and everything there. That whole, you know, affair and everything. But yeah. like I said, it, if they think it's going to make good TV, they'll do whatever. And, you know, they're cool. The people are cool with it, you know. Just go from there. But, like I said, happy he's back. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with him now, down there. I mean, keep him in the cruiserweights or maybe put him with somebody. Like, you know, maybe he's the manager of the AOP for a little bit. I mean, that worked or not, who knows. But, you know, yeah, see yeah. what happens with him. But happy he's back. He's yeah, I'd like, to, I'd, like to see him, yeah, I'd like to see him continue as a talent and not as a manager. I mean, not that he was bad at it. I want to see him – he gives out like the raw motion in the ring. It's, it's pretty legit. And just like to go back on what Jersey said, the match itself between him and Fantasma wasn't like a five star match by any means, but the we weren't like I wasn't there for the match. I was there for the ending. I wanted to see exactly, what yeah. Like yep. and what we don't get that a lot in wrestling anymore. So I mean like re, especially with the current times, like it's hard to find a match that like I just like don't, we don't know what's gonna happen. The the shock value of it, like the, the fact that that happened, like it's something rare we don't see anymore. So that's what kind of brought it out to me I, it really made the main event of the show like it really brought out uh, a solid storyline even if it was real i mean it was still good um another possible debut going forward uh is rumored is dijakovic to the uh smack or not even, we don't know if it's smackdown or raw he did tweet out a picture of uh the u.s title recently just for no reason so, so maybe raw then yeah maybe raw so um I want to – I mean, Dijakovic, I love him. I'm a big fan of him. Um, Noodles, any – are you cool with this? Uh, and it, would you want to see any other NXT stars get called up anytime soon? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you have a guy as, as talented as he is, you always yeah. want to see guys graduate and, and move up the ranks. And it's nice to see guys have aspirations to want to do so and to go after goals and accomplish their things that they, you know, they're trying to do, especially going after the U.S. title, like, right away. If that's something that he wants to do, then I'm, I'm all for it. And especially, you know, again, like, the talent that he has, it'd be great to see more influx of talent going forward, any chance you get it. 
All right, noodles. I mean, uh, Tommy, what do you got? I mean, that'd be pretty cool to see him come up. But sometimes I think that can backfire. Because remember, what was it last year, a few years ago, Dream put on his, you know, his gear. Hey, Vince, call me up. Mm. And Triple H got a little pissed off about that. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he did, you know, they told him to do that or he did it on his own. So, but I mean, hey, the guy, if the guy wants to come up and be on the main roster, you know, good for him. You know, I mean, maybe he thinks he did all he could do down in NXT. So. I mean, how many matches can you have with Keith Lee? You know what I mean? I mean, even though they're all great matches, you know. <laughs> no, you're right. I and think like when it when it comes people. to yeah, when it comes to guys like like his size, and I I hate to even like think that this is still a thing, but when you're when you're it's you, we always worry about like guys like Gargano and Ciampa going up to the main roster, or at least I do. Is I don't want to speak for you guys, but we have that worry of like, are they going to what's going to happen with them when they go up there? Dijakovic, Keith Lee, Damian Priest, these guys, their work rate for their size is such a uh, a groundbreaking, like a new thing, I'm sure, to, to Vince's eyes, right? So, like, I think he's going to fare well wherever he goes. And I'm sure he he seems like a company – like maybe not a company guy, but a guy that wouldn't go against the grain. Maybe he's, like, got the okay to, like, start maybe, like, send out cryptic tweets and stuff. Um, I'd love to see what he – who he can go against, uh, where they, like, stack him. In a in a feud, uh, if it was the U.S. title, I mean that would be great. Um, Jersey, just I know I I know you're a big Dajakovic fan. Like, where do you see or what would you love to see like him go forward with? Um, well, you know what, I think of like so when I think of like a big athletic guy that's been you know through the NXT I guess rankings. I think of um, Baron Corbin, right? Yeah. I think it's an easy comparison to see Corbin have a similar skill set like Dajakovic. Because he's very athletic for his size, he yeah. moves like a cruiserweight, but he also fights like a big man. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that they've seen that that works. Like, Corbin is doing his thing, right? And he's been doing his thing for a while. Like, he's a great heel. He's a fantastic. I think he's a really good wrestler for what he's doing. And he's like, you love to hate him, right? Like, he's good yeah. at what he does. Like, I, I think, I think that they see that that mold of that big athletic guy does work. So, I think that he can translate well to the main roster. And like you said, it was good. You know, when you think of Gargano, you're like, ah, crap, another small guy. He might get lost in the shuffle. I.e. Ricochet or something like that, if you want to just compare him to, like, an athletic guy. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with Ricochet. I love him. Um, but, I mean, like Tommy was saying, you know, Dijakovic and uh, Keith Lee, those those series of matches were, like, wow. Like, if you can't give five stars to that, then I don't know what is a five-star match. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think he'll be a great addition. Young guy, add some new blood, and add someone who's hungry and athletic. Bring it on. No, I agree. Totally. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we could say it a thousand times. I could watch him and Keith Lee – forever oh yeah um it's one of those things like where if they had a best of seven i wouldn't like i'd be okay with it it's not like a uh yeah like the old school like i think it was like sheamus and cesaro even though it turned into the bar like i was getting kind of sick of that them like fighting every week but uh like keith lee and badger cobra just brought something different to the table well, they're changing they're changing the game they're like super athletes you know what i mean they're different yeah. styles of wrestlers and and they're like hybrids of everything that you want in wrestling and, it, and it's cool to see a new a new style evolve right before our eyes yeah, it's not like they're taking like I mean they're doing big bump. It looks bigger than it is because they're six foot seven dudes, but like it's power. Yeah, absolutely. it's not it's not like a, a crazy bump where it's like they're risking their lives every time right. they do it. It's kind of like basic like a basic high flying bump just looks better with, or looks different and cooler with a six foot seven six foot eight guy. Joey, um, feast your eyes, buddy. Feast yeah. your eyes. Feast your exactly. <laughs> um, hopefully we have to do that soon on Monday nights. Um, <laughs> Before we get into our takeover in your house predictions, I just wanted to talk about uh, some a bit, little bit of controversy throughout social media and wrestling recently with Nia Jax. Um, I mean, it's it's not new to to social media, but she's been getting shit on by these fans. Maybe even us. I don't even know. I I don't know what you guys' opinions yet, but uh, about being too rough in the ring, maybe not knowing her own strength, and injuring the other women's wrestlers uh for example we go back to becky lynch would she break her orbital bone uh basically crushed her face almost ruining a uh like the or she could be argued that she started the man thing we don't know um but then recently yeah it's debatable um recently (laughs) where did that take from I don't know. Some guy. Jabroni. Some jabroni. AEW clan, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent incident would be uh, with Kyrie Sane throwing her into the uh, steel steps in the outside of the ring. And I don't know how many stitches she got, but she got busted open, boy. Yeah, it was uh, bad. They edited that out on SmackDown. Um, they showed the spot, but they didn't show any any uh, aftermath of it. Um 
my personal opinion, and we we talked briefly about this in the group chat. Uh, I could have swore that I saw Kyrie slip over her own feet. You guys rebuttaled, or so I forget who it was rebuttaled, saying, "Well, Nia threw her way too hard." So I mean, it's kind of I I could agree with that. So uh, noodles, just your initial thought on uh, I don't know. We went noodles first last time. Tom, what's your initial thought on Nia Jackson in, as a whole, and maybe is she too rough for these girls? I mean, it just seems like every match, it seems what her something happens, someone gets hurt. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't think she's doing it on purpose. Like you said, maybe she doesn't know her own strength, you know. Yeah. And everything, but I mean, she's. I mean, does she have to go down and you know learn some learn again, like the fundamentals or something? But it's just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, legit. And the one match she had, I forgot who it was last week when she threw him into the the turnbuckle. It, like it looked bad. Yeah. I did. And I, mean, I think so, it was like she she had something even before like she actually injured Kyrie this week, but it was like two weeks ago she did a move to her at like the buckle bomb. That's what they banned the buckle bomb because of her. And yeah, it's just like and I, I think that uh, Hurricane Helms like kind of like you know like took shots at us saying no I he's like I did the most dangerous maneuver in my career and never hurt anyone. It's all about the execution and the person doing it. So I mean, it does have a point, but it's just, yeah. Every week, there's something new with her. I mean, like I said, I don't think she's doing it on purpose, but they got to figure something out with her because she's legit going to really hurt somebody really bad one day, I think. And, Jersey, before we get to you, I just want to get a point out there. Um, she's three. She's almost 300 pounds, correct? Like, you have to – she's like the high twos. Not that it matters, but she's a, a large woman going against very tiny – like, very tiny women, right? How could you – like, she has to be a powerful – like like force she can't be like a, a soft wrestler so it, i think just the combination the the size difference alone it, it's 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 hurting her i don't like tom said i don't think she's doing it intentionally it's just that how do you if 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 i'm wrestling against midgets or like like seven-year-olds i'm gonna it's gonna look painful it's gonna hurt sometime right you can't always i mean there, you have to be a safe worker but i mean it just there has to be some sort of like difference there Ah, I mean, you make a good point, B. And just to give you an exact, she's six foot two seventy two. Two seventy two, yeah, high two. So yeah. now think about yeah. this, right? Ronda Rousey, one of the baddest women in the game, yeah. one thirty four. Bailey, one nineteen. Mandy Rose, one twenty. Alexa Bliss, one o two. Sasha Banks, one fifteen. You know, you're getting the point, right? She's outweighs these people by over almost a hundred pounds. Yeah. I mean, listen to me. I'm six. I'm six one one ninety five. Right. Good day. She, on a good day. Depends on how many carbs that day. Um, she's my height, and she outweighs me by a little bit under 100 pounds. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard, right? You don't want to be labeled as someone who hurts wrestlers. That's a hard moniker to come back from, right? Look what happened with um, with Bret Hart and Goldberg. That was hard for Goldberg to come back. He's a stiff yeah. worker. And she's a stiff worker. Um, you know, it could, maybe it's a little language barrier between her and Kyrie, you know, how they usually talk in the ring a little bit and kind of like, just kind of go like little things. Maybe the language kind of gets in the way a little bit, maybe when they planned a spot and, and they just didn't kind of come off at the right time to execute it, it could have something to do with it. But then bringing up the whole point of when she like broke Becky Lynch's nose, I mean, clearly that was not intended, right? Yeah. Becky was good enough that she had so much adrenaline that it just kind of kept her going. And then that picture is now synonymous with, you know, her transition into the man. I don't think it was her her man you know the full thing but where would you get again, that from I, I don't know bad bad news uh bad news network over there <laughs> um Nikki noodles but um you know it's it, it's it's hard man she she definitely has to be able to learn to work with smaller people because she's not going to work with many talent that's bigger or as big as she is you know you can't put her you can't put her with charlotte flair every time you know you can't put her with rhea ripley it's not, you know what I mean? Like you, you gotta be able to learn to work with these people. I know it's an accident. She definitely doesn't mean to do it, but it's kind of happening more frequently. And we got, it's gotta be addressed. No, I agree. Uh, noodles. What do you got on that, man? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's anything other than the fact that I think she's great, by the way, I, I actually enjoy her as a character. I enjoy the, the, the monster that she is and how, how dominant she can be. And she's crazy athletic for a woman of her size too. Let's, let's not brush that away. But I truly believe, as Jersey was saying, it is 100% her size is an issue. I mean, when you're double and triple the weight of a lot of the people you're working with, I mean, you just can't slow that type of momentum and that force down. You know what I mean? Like, you could try as hard as she wants, and I don't think she's intentionally trying to hurt anybody. I don't think anyone that wrestles is. You understand the professionalism and the risk that you guys – that they take every chance – every time they step in the ring. But, you know, that size is tough, and she, she's got to figure it out. Otherwise, no one's going to want to work with her, and then it means nothing. 
but it's definitely a size is an issue here. Yeah. I think, and you, you get the backlash on social media, like when, like the, these people want her fired. I mean, I, I think that's a little like absurd. It would maybe like extreme. work with her a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It, and that's to be up for the up, up for the other wrestlers that she wrestles against for them to decide. You know exactly, what I mean? That, yeah, a fan yeah. shouldn't have any right to say that. Anyone who works with her in the ring gets to know who she is as a person on the, behind the stage and in, in the ring as well. And they should be able to make that call. And if they think she's good enough, then they can help her. Yeah. So like, and you got to think going into a match when you're, when you're going against someone a lot bigger than you. Um, and by no means is this like any type of fashion. I mean, just in that it's a fact almost like she's double the size of all these women that the, you, you got to know that you're, what you're getting into. So I, I, I assume the, obviously no one wants to get injured. Right. So, but I assume like they got to know it's going to be a little stiffer than going against a, another woman, the same size as you. So I don't know. I think the expectation of going against Nia in a match, I would assume would be, all right, it may be a little harder than when I fight Alexa bliss. Right. So I think going forward, she does, she may need a little, uh, step back i believe i thought she came up pretty quick from nxt from the from the get-go anyway so i thought maybe, maybe she is missing a little something that she that she could have if she was down in nxt for like six more months or something like that she would have like picked up on like how to be a little easier but who knows maybe who knows we for all we know they can go into a match like let's fucking go in there hard throw me into the steel like let me bust me open like who knows we don't know how they what their conversation is before the match but um i just hope no one gets hurt like we don't want to see anyone like seriously injured uh yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough subject because we're not there. We're not in the locker room. We can't determine how the – I mean, like, we could watch Total Divas all day. She could be a bitch on Total Divas, but we all know it's a fucking work. Like, at the end uh, of the day. I don't know, man. She's, she was pretty bitchy to Carmella, and we love Mella on the show, so. Money. You don't think by any chance that was, like – I don't know, man. The way she treated Carmella to me just wasn't, wasn't fair. I didn't appreciate I actually just it. watched every show. Pretty, uh, pretty <laughs> awful. I, I agree. She's a bully. And she should get fired. I'm just kidding. No bullying. I'm just, just messing around. It's, just, it's a storyline. Just kidding. All right. Boys, uh, NXT TakeOver in your house is Sunday. Uh, a little throwback to the, the good old days in wrestling. Um, you guys would know I'm, I'm re-watching the, the Attitude Era, uh, every pay-per-view, every Raw after the pay-per-views. You love it, right? I love it. So seeing this in your house resurgence, uh, whether it's one time only or maybe a thing going forward, uh, is pretty cool to me. I know we all uh, appreciate it. So uh, I just want to go through the matches here, give a little predictions, and uh, see what we got going forward with NXT. Um, <clears throat> I'll start off with the uh, six-women tag match. It's me, Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Jersey, what do you got? I mean, great assortment of, uh, of, of female talent. Sure. I'll tell you that. Great assortment. Um, for this one, I'm going with the heels, man. I'm going with the heels. I think that uh, – I think um, – God, I can't even say it. Um, I love Candice's new character. Sure. I like that she's really, you know, she's really playing on it good. She looked, and I mean, when she wrestled Mia Yim this past week on NXT, I thought it was great. Like, she really played up the heel character well, and I think she needs continued momentum. I don't think it's going to hurt the faces, but I, I think Candice and, Candace and, the, and uh, Raquel and them are going to take this one. Nikki Noodles. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Jersey. I think it's an all heel uh, affair here, and I'm a big fan of what Candice is doing, and I need to keep riding that momentum and building her, building her up as one of the top heel women in the game. Very fair statement. Bad news. Yeah, going with the heels as well. It's just like you said, everything Candice has been doing the last few months has just been amazing, and it, and seeing Dakota Kai, you know, she's one of my favorites down there. I just think it's going to be the heels all the way. Yeah, I think we had a clean sweep on that one. I'm going to go with the heels as well. Um, like you said, there's an assortment of talent is like an understatement. Uh, and I hate to not get AEW, but this is an NXT prediction show. Take notes, AEW. Oh, <laughs> don't don't do that to the people, Joe. No, don't it's do the that truth, to the Joe. We hit hit him with it. Sometimes yeah, you got so you got to lay it on. Lay it know, thick. We know Kenny Omega is behind or a big part behind the uh, women's division AEW. So that's why everyone's like soft on him. Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world, right? So he can do no wrong. Beef up the damn women's division. Because we're excited, I'm excited for a six man women, a oh, six women's tag match uh, on, that's probably going to open the show, and I can't even get into the main event of the women's championship match in the AEW. So, um, let's just go a little forward. Hot take of the week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love AEW. Just you know, the women's division is lackluster. Um, 
Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. We know uh, due to all the Corona stuff that they had to cut uh, or not cut it short, but take a step, a stopping point with uh, Finn Balor versus Walter. Uh, they brought in Damian Priest, who's definitely a great uh, substitution at the time. Um, what's who's next? Noodles, uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest. What do you got? Uh, I'm going Finn. I think Finn's going to win. Uh, I think he deserves to win, but I love Damian Priest and everything yeah. he's got going on right now. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it, 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 it builds a little bit of a feud there where they go a few matches together and, and really help each other going forward because who better to work with than Finn? Finn's a utmost professional in the ring, but I just think he takes the first one. Fair enough. Tommy. Going to Archer Infamy, Mr. Damian Priest. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I just, I just think, I don't know, just his look at everything, I just think he might, uh, I think Finn might just put him over for this one match. And like Noodle said, maybe they'll have a couple of matches, but I just think he takes this one right now. So I'm going with him. I love it, Tommy. Go against the grain, buddy. So I'm going to interrupt our predictions here. We didn't talk about this before <laughs> the show. Um, we, in the first uh, version 1.0 of the Wrestling Journal podcast, that was like five years ago. Uh, we used to do bold predictions and locks of the night. I think we could bring that back to. to oh, okay, we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. So, yeah. but Tom, that was Tom. Has to be Tom's bold prediction of the night. I has would to say. be. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so going forward, just lock of the night, and then whatever you guys know the deal. Uh, Jersey. Deal. Uh, Finn Balor uh, versus Damian Priest. I mean, so this one's a little bit weird for me, right? Because they're both heel characters, right? And we don't need to have face heel by you know every match. So this one's like a little bit. It's cool that that. Damien's going to get a good rub with Finn um, and to go against Bad News Canale because they're trying to build Finn to be a contender for Walter. I think I don't think Finn is going to put over Priest in this one because I think they need to continue to show Finn to be strong so that when Walter, when that feud does come back around, Finn looks like an actual credible opponent for Walter and actually could possibly beat him. So I'm going Finn Balor. And I like the little tweaks to his character being like this kind of the, the, the prince now. I like this a little bit. Yeah. Um, kind of giving a uh, shot back to Japan. Right, exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I like what they're doing with him. I think it's going to be a great match. So nonetheless, I think Priest is fantastic in the ring. He reminds me very much of like a Dijakovic, Baron Corbin type, you know, very athletic big guy. So I think he's going to be really good. And Finn's a good worker. So I think it's going to work really well. Yeah. Um, keep, a, keep an eye out for this match being a good match for the, uh, for the evening, for being a good actual wrestling and uh, exciting match. Yeah, so I'm not one to really call anybody out on the show. Uh, we're all friends here. Um, I do believe <laughs> I wouldn't consider Finn Balor a heel, though, at this current moment. Just hey, saying. Listen, I, I mean, he's going against Walter. He's I'll going debate you any Priest. day of the week, but no problem. <laughs> I, 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 I'd like to say he's like more of a tweener at this point. So you're, you're on the, sure. the, the the latter half. Uh, yeah, I'm going Balor as well <laughs> for, uh, for reasons Poppy only. Collar, Jersey, Poppy Collar, Jersey, <laughs> Poppy Nobody reasons. goes against Jersey. <laughs> I'm actually going to make this uh, my lock of the night because I just looked at the card. I really don't have another lock of the night here. Uh, I think Finn's going to win. Nothing against Priest. I think uh, – just it's a lead up to Finn versus uh, Walter. I feel like if Finn, and that's going to be for the UK Championship, I have to believe. Um, I think if Finn uh, lost here, and this is nothing against Tom's prediction at all. Um, no, just say what you want about Tom. Horrible, Mary. horrible he, take, Tom. He, that's fine. That's fine. I've been wrong many, many times. <laughs> um, I just think that uh, he needs that like umph going forward towards uh, when he gets to Walter because Walter seems to be uh, unstoppable. So. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Finn on that one. Um, next, what are we going to go with next? Uh, we'll do the triple threat women's match. We got uh, Charlotte, who's the reigning champion, versus our good girl, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Uh, Tommy, what do you got, buddy? Uh, you know, I really have no idea with this match. I mean, you can go with Charlotte. You can go with any of them, really. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. You know, so, I mean, for now, I'll go with Charlotte just, you know, because she's, She's she's Charlotte Flair, so I'll go with her just for that reason. And she never uh, loses matches ever, right, Tom? Basically, <laughs> big, yeah. Big ones. So. <laughs> I'll go with her. All right, Jersey. So this one's tough, right? So I'm 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 with Tommy on this one, right? Because they had Charlotte versus EO on um, you know, for the NXT championship when once you won the ladder match and EO won via disqualification, right? So it wasn't a clean finish. So it's good, right? They're trying to play it off good. Um Rhea Ripley did tap out at WrestleMania to Charlotte. She, you know, but she's still – I don't think it really hurt her too bad that she did drop the title. Um, I definitely think it was – I don't think it was a good idea at all by any stretch of the imagination, but I, think it, I didn't think it hurt her. So I'm having a hard time predicting this one. Um, I think the safe bet – and I'm sorry, Tommy. I think the safe bet is Charlotte. But to be honest, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised to see either Rio, Rio or Rio go over. Yeah. If I mean, I'm going to pick one, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm leaning towards uh, Rhea Ripley getting, getting the title back. I think she's going to go over on Io Shirai. Good statement there. Fair, uh, fair take. Noodles. I think I might shock the world here, but I think I'm going Io. Whoa. I like it. I, I like it. I truly I like it. That they're gonna they're gonna do something different, and it's a way to have Rhea chase and and build her back up after that loss to Charlotte a little bit, and also it has an opportunity for other of the NXT phenomenal women's wrestlers that constantly keep building a platform to you know to build other stars as we go to eventually Rhea eventually gonna win the title back. But I go with Io. I like it. Wow, I like take yeah. I take. Yeah. Um, Joey, you're the tiebreaker. We yeah, all went with so, someone different. What do you got? So being a uh, two-time paper champion, if you don't know what paper champion is, uh, <laughs> it's uh, a new and upcoming fantasy, uh, a pro wrestling fantasy league. Uh, contact us at WrestleBuzz, and I'll give you some more details and send you in the right direction there. Shout out to Goya. Um, so being a two-time paper champion in the three years in its, in its existence, uh, I'm going to take the, the move here and take Rhea Ripley. I think uh, her losing it at WrestleMania was – in precaution of what was going to happen with Corona. I really don't think it was the move. I think she would, she would have went over if none of the shit went on. Um, <clears throat> I, there was rumors of like her visa being not there. So they, I guess if that was true, maybe that wasn't the case. I don't know. But um, I think she's getting it back. Uh, nothing against EO. And we just talked about Charlotte last week. Girls running three shows a week. So, I mean, get her off NXT. We know we don't need her there. So she needs a break. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and nothing against EO. EO is definitely uh, future champion material. I just think Rhea is the the one in NXT right now. Um, yeah, so I'm going Rhea. Just a fact. Besides Adam Cole at the end of the year, who was hotter towards the end of the calendar wrestling year last year? Oh, yeah. Rhea. I mean, Rhea ripped uh, I mean, she, yeah, she ripped was awesome. up. She was yeah. on fire, and she was well-received by everyone. Yeah. So, and just I a hope. fair – and just a fair statement, I, I mean, any one of these girls, any one of them can come out as a winner. I wouldn't be surprised. So, I mean, and we just, all win. Doesn't matter who it win. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next one we got a debut. Oh, not a debut, a pay per view debut or whatever you want to call these things. Uh, Carrying Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I'm going to go first in this one. Uh, I, I have Cross winning, and I, I see, and I know it's been rumored in the past, I see possibly champa leaving nxt sooner than than we ever thought right so I th he he had come out and said uh he was never going to go up when he was it was his time to go to the main roster he would retire so i think it's going to happen sooner than we think and i think cross is the one to send him off uh this dude just came out on nxt this week and manhandled a 300 plus pound australian beast bronson <laughs> reed uh it was i've never seen anything like it in my life so well i have but I think Karrion Cross is the is the the next big thing in this company, NXT, WWE, the main roster. I think they're going to really push him to the moon. Uh, I think he sends off Tommaso Ciampa into some sort of either the main roster, main roster, or into the abyss of nothing. I think it's just gonna it's going to be a great match, but I think he's going to come out on top, and we'll see you later, Champa. Uh, I don't know if Jersey's still there right now. Noodles will go with you first yeah. here. Oh, you're here. I just can't see you. Uh, I'm here, I can't see you either. Did did we lose the connection? No. No, I just can't see you. All right, I see right. me, but I'm here. All right, we can hear you. So, uh, what's what do you got for this one, Brett? Uh, give me that match one more time because I guess I must have I must have somehow the internet must have dropped me or something like that. Okay, uh, we got Champa and there, uh, he's there back, you are. Baby. You're back. Yeah, he's back. There we go. You know, I'm down in Florida right now. I was at SmackDown last night. Man, so, you know, I, I, you know they're, they're letting a lot of people back out, you know, because of the COVID. And I think someone's messing with my internet out there. It's got to be somebody. You're just doing a uh, Champa carrying cross. Okay, so lock of the night. Carrying hmm. Cross over to Maso Ciampa. I mean, I think this is going to be a hard-hitting affair. This is going to be a good match. This is going to be brutal, and I cannot wait uh, to see this one go down. This is going to be exciting, and a little bit of Scarlet ain't wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But Absolutely. No, it's not. Carrying Cross <laughs> will take this match. Um, he will look strong in this. He's going to be the, the biggest heel coming into the summer. Ooh, okay. Right next to Noodles. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely cross. Uh, Jersey was spot on with with the lock in the night, so I'll, I'll save mine for another one. Okay. All right, but uh, yeah, no, he's 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 the biggest thing going right now in wrestling. He's got the complete package. 
Um, Chomp is the man, by the way, absolute legend of NXT. Um, but it's time for the buildup to continue and to show the dominant force that he will become now and in the future. Hey, I agree. Tommy, what do you got, buddy? All in pray, going across, absolutely, hundred percent. That's it. Just any reason behind it or no? <laughs> the dude, the dude. I mean, like your guy said, the guy's a monster. He's he's a, he's, he's got to have you know. He's just gonna be the next big heel on NXT, so just, that's where I'm going with him. Been behind him since day one, so and I think Chomp will do the right thing and put him over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jersey may have dipped out here. We'll, we'll just continue. The show must go on. Please. Jersey, Jersey, did you pay your boy Dolan? Come on, man. You got to get your cable up and running. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, main event time. Uh, we got the NXT championship on the line. Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream in a backlot brawl. Very interesting here. Uh, kind of old school back to WrestleMania 12. Um, they, I think it's more or less not. I think Triple H came out and said it won't be like a cinematic thing. It'll just be they're literally in the backlot in a wrestling ring. It's going to be an actual match. It's just different scenario. Um Tommy, what do you got, buddy? I mean, being that it's if Dream loses, he can't challenge. Yes. For oh, again, yes. Right? The stipulation: he can't challenge. Yeah. Cole. Is it he can't challenge Cole again, or he'll never get another? Um, let me see. Hold on a second. I, I want to say, yo, while Cole is still champion, that's what I have here. Oh, well, Cole. Okay, so I think Tom, I'll go Tommy, with Cole. Tommy, I like how you play a lot, a lot Spiro Spiro. Every time we we got to look up all the facts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll go with Cole. I just think, you know, the dude's been champion for a whole year now. So if it was if Dream if Dream lost and he couldn't challenge it for it again, I say it's it would be it'd be Dream, but I think it's gonna be Cole. Cole, fair enough. Uh we got Jersey back on the on the video here. Can you hear us, sir? Buddy, I don't know what's going on over here. I'm very sorry. Oh man. Oh, you gotta call him the iPhone now too. Wow. Okay. Wow. Jesus. I think something's happened with my Mac with some sort of update, and it, it threw everything off. So I apologize. I didn't click on anything, but that's fine. Well, now that he's here, let him go because he might cut out again. So go ahead, Jers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my internet now. Um, just, to, just to catch up, boys. I'm sorry. We, we finished the carrying cross champa match. Um, yeah. We are at. Did we talk Cole about and Velveteen? Cole and Velveteen. Oh, we missed. Oh, I forgot right about. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Keith Lee and Gargano. Crap. All right, we'll do well, that one last. Yeah. Whatever. Same deal. All right. So we're doing. We're doing. Uh, the main event right now, the Velveteen Dream okay. versus Adam Cole. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for this. So this is a pre-tape match, if, you, if anyone doesn't know. This is pre-taped. Um, this is a uh, the parking lot brawl. So back I'm actually lot, really – thank you, back lot brawl. <laughs> I'm really excited for this match. And to be honest, I think that Adam Cole should go down as arguably the best NXT champion of all time. Mm -hmm. He deserves that. But I think it's time for a change. Whoa. Oh, ah, he's stealing the dream. <laughs> become the new NXT heavyweight champion. Wow, okay. Dream on. Dream on, baby. <laughs> As once said by Steven Tyler. Uh, <laughs> Noodles, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, I'm going with Dream as well. I think, I think it is time. As much as I love Cole, I also feel like his graduation could be happening sooner than we think. Um, and it's time for Dream to get his long overdue run. Wow. Interesting. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with – all right. So, I, I kind of – I've said my champion deal before, but I really meant this for Velveteen Dream. Um, I think Velveteen Dream is going to make his – he's going to be another one with Dijakovic and Riddle to come up sooner than we thought. Uh, he's still, what is he, 24 years old or something crazy like that. Mm, that's uh, we've seen him with Austin Theory. They're not afraid, no matter how old you are. Uh, we know Dream is capable of doing everything in the ring. Um, I'm sticking with Adam Cole for this to win the match. I see Dream making an appearance in the main roster, uh, I would say, soon. Um, they, we, they, they didn't really have the call-ups, the huge call-ups they did, like, for the Monday after uh, Mania or the SmackDown after Mania. So I think this is, like, kind of, like, working that them way, their way into that. Um, yeah, uh, Adam Cole is the greatest uh, NXT champion of all time. He will go down no in question. history. He, yeah. I'll argue that he's one of the greatest champions of all time. Wow! Professional oh, wrestling no. history, uh, <laughs> baby. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going Cole on this one. Uh, lock of the night, twice. Oh. <laughs> I'm wow! Just I'm, I'm just kidding. You can't, do that. That's, you can't break the rules. Uh, and I and I'll I, I, I take it absolutely. I apologize. I uh, thought I had the card in order here. I'm an idiot. Uh, so, last match we're going to go over: North American Championship, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. 
Nick Jersey before we lose your connection. I am here and I ain't going anywhere, boys. <laughs> I am a staple in this stable for years to come. Um, this one, I, I, I got to go with the limitless one, Keith Lee. Um, I, I think while they're pushing the whole Gargano and Candice LeRae as like these new top heel couple, I don't think it's time for Gargano to take the title off Lee. I don't think it's any time soon to take that title off Lee. Um, and if we're going to have a title change being Velveteen Dream, I don't think it's the time to make two. So um, Keith Lee, he's limitless for a reason. There you go. Tommy Boy. Going back and forth on this one, I, I got to go with Jersey. I got to go with Keith Lee. Mm. I just think it's too early for him to, to lose the belt. And I think they have plenty of time because I don't think Gargano's going anywhere in NXT. I think he's I think he's a lifer down there. I really do. Him with Candice. That's fair. So, yeah, we so will I, see them at some point, both champions. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think um, – yeah, I just think – I think maybe they want, you know, Keith Lee to have maybe an audience with, you know, with the belt again, you know, before he loses it type of thing. So, who knows who he loses it to, but I'm going to go with Keith Lee. I like that statement. Um, noodles. Going against the grain with my man, Johnny Wrestling. Uh, oh, with the oh upset. Boy. With the upset. With the upset. Bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I, think, I, think, I think Keith Lee is dominated in every, every facet of wrestling down there, and – I think I think we really could see him getting his graduation promotion. Whoa, dude! Everyone's getting Real called quick. up. The whole roster's getting called well, up. It's, it. it's time, man. It's time. It's it's time to start making making some heavy hitters and, and some real real deal headway on the main roster. Especially when fans come back in, I want a loaded roster with loaded talent. And Keith Lee is the real deal. I know. No I respect that. I no doubt he that. is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, being so, he will retain his North American championship uh, against Johnny Gargano. Um, I do love what Gargano and Candice are doing. I can't not talk about that. Uh, so I, I do believe they'll be down there for a little bit longer. They just started a little gimmick they got going, so I, I like that. Um, we, uh, yeah, Keith Lee's going to hold on to it, I think, just a little longer. I think I want him to defend it a couple more times to show his, like, his prominence. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Keith Lee on that one, boys. Uh, yeah, so I, I went a little backwards on that, uh, the main event there, but those are our predictions for NXT TakeOver in your house. Um, any, any afterthoughts? Are we going, are we, did we discuss a, uh, our, our last segment this week? I forgot if we, uh, brought that up. And, uh, I mean, we can always make it, we can always make it happen anytime. I, I got my own Delvia, the TTOTW. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Uh, noodles, who's your uh, who's your initiation this week? Uh, Make the call, buddy. Sarah Schreiber. Whoa! At a left field. Ah, it's the real deal, man. She's she's been showing it off a little bit more of as of late, and and she's she's got it. I'm a fan. Dude, mini <laughs> Renee, mini Renee Young. Yeah, that's fair. Nice comp, Jerry. Yeah, nice that's done. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, glad see, I'm glad to see your connection held up for that one. <laughs> I, I'm here. I think, I think we could all agree she's doing a hell of a job on television, uh, getting her rub with the current situation. Uh, yeah, she's great. Easy yeah, with like, the rub in the thirst trap of the week, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah, is that, also – condescending. <laughs> as also, uh, her social media presence has been phenomenal, as we've seen in the recent weeks, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all the deal. Um, shout out to Sarah Schreiber, Schreiber, whatever her name is. Do we uh do we have an, an actual pronunciation, uh, proper yeah. pronunciation? Jersey usually there for that. Um, I'm going Sarah Schreiber. Schreiber, okay. Good phonetics, as Rome taught us. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Mike Rome. Uh, Great you know, guy, big long lasting fan. Um, Tommy, what are your any any good thoughts for Sarah Schreiber Schreiber? I mean, definitely, <laughs> definitely contender. But I mean, I think my choice this year. Uh, Whoa. This week, Wow. You're going against the choice? Double dipping, dipping, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, hey, she got That's some bad this. news right there. My yeah. goodness gracious. She got involved <laughs> with some of the action last night with Ron Strowman. I go with little Kayla Braxton against Slime. Oh, wow. Two time. A two time. It's the first time ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and you see, you see what she's been doing this week. So, you know. <laughs> not going to get much of an argument from me, though. This is where nothing can be said wrong. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm Everybody's a winner. So, so yeah. That's right, well Jeremy. said, Nick Noodles. Everyone is a winner. Everyone's a winner. We all are, right? Love winning. Guys, episode seven in the books here. Uh, NXT TakeOver on Sunday in your house, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. 
I don't know what the central time is, 9 p.m. Central on WWE Network. Uh, oh. Next, what? <laughs> Wait, what hit, him with the bu- hit him with the buzz, kid. Oh, yeah, Russell Buzz. Yeah, in the beginning, <laughs> Russell Buzz on Twitter with the extra Z on Instagram, spelled properly. Uh, next week, we got backlash predictions. Be on the lookout for those. Uh, and everyone stay safe, boys. Let's do it. Have a great Thanks. weekend, everyone. And good weekend, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Good 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 good